0: Hey Zion Church family, what a great joy to be back in your homes once again, no matter where you're joining us from. But I believe that as we gather together, to be in the presence of God Almighty. He's bringing His doing and He's about to unleash something new in our life this season. I know that uh, this, the, the, the time and seasons that we are in is very unprecedented. Now we cannot schedule anything at all in our life but even when the uncertainties come through our life one thing that remains constant is the love of God in our life. But at the same time God loves us. Do we love him? Do we follow Him? Do we worship Him in the way we should be? Today, I believe after a powerful time of praise and worship, and everybody, no matter how, where you are, I believe and I pray that you are engaging in a time of praise and worship. Prayer to God is never a monologue, but it is a dialogue. You you pray, you worship, you honor God, and then you pause to hear back from God. And I pray that as you are pausing to hear from God, your your mind is alert. Uh, and there's no distractions around you, this is a time when you gather everybody together, take your pen and paper or in your iPhone or whatever uh, 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 media you have, you can just take your notes right now as we look into God's Word. Something about God's word is, you know, even if you read that word and it remains dormant in your life that you don't remember, recollect about that word at all, but there are times and moments in our life when we go through the deepest uh, 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 obstacles of our life, obstacles for our life, obstructions that, that come through our life. I pray that these words will come back into our life and give you hope, show you light, and you will know that God is still on the throne. His word is alive. This is the only book, when you read this book, it actually reads you. That's why a lot of people, we don't like people actually telling us the truth about us if we are wrong. We don't like people telling us where and where we have gone wrong. This word, when you read this word, keep it close to your heart is what the Old Testament says. Keep it close to your heart. Let the word of God never depart from your mouth. And I am encouraging everybody right now, tuning into our worship, is that keep the word of God with you. I'm not saying that read the whole scripture in one year's time pause take time read through the scriptures and i'm sure this scripture this word of god is alive and it'll bring a new life and refresh your soul when you need it the most well church family i am so excited once again today is week six of a sermon series we've been calling Triggered. We've been calling triggered for the last six weeks and I enjoy myself as I'm reading through this portion. The reason is because oftentimes in life and week one, I told you what triggered means. Triggered, let me just help you understand if you have forgotten about it. You know, we talked about the trigger is an external stimulation that brings forth some thoughts in our mind. Uh, uh, You know, we have to make a decision and we react to making that decision positively or negatively based on a thought which is an external stimulation. And it happens in our life. It it triggers our faith. And oftentimes we are caught up in between seeing images, going back in those memory lanes with with triggers. And those nature emotions, they come out of us and it projects who we actually are. And today I want to talk to you about find your why today's week 6 and i want to bring your attention towards find your why one of the things that we must understand as god's children is that Moments in our life, you know, there are going to be that we and we live our life without the actual purpose of our life. We live our life without actually intentionally knowing why do I exist. And here's the thing by Dr. Miles Monroe, who is a, a greatest teacher who, who who died a few years ago uh, uh, due to a plane accident, a uh, crash. But um, this is the greatest. Uh, uh, you know, a quote that I came across while reading his uh, books and a lot of his his thoughts and his writings have inspired me and my teaching in God's Word. This thing he mentioned, he says, the greatest tragedy in life is not death. The greatest tragedy in life is not death, but a life without purpose. Bible in Proverbs say, "My people perish because they lack vision. My people perish because they lack." The idea uh, 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 of why they exist, the purpose, the vision is not there any longer in our life and we cease to function. We are just functioning just because we're alive, but we don't know why we are there why you are there at that job why you are there in that relationship why you are there in the family why why in the world are you there and oftentimes we come into conclusions just because you say that you know i have done so much to keep my family up and working and functioning but still i don't see a result and you ask this question why am i doing what am i doing Right, and then sometimes it could be in your education. You're like, you know what? I put enough hours of study and resources and finances and everything. I'm not getting my desired result. And you may ask this question: Why am I doing this? And and I have come across a lot of people who would say the same thing: Why in the world I am in this? Why in the world I am doing that? And and, and these are things that triggers emotions in our life. Miles Monroe would say: The greatest tragedy in life is not death now if you think that death is the greatest tragedy you're wrong my friend but the greatest tragedy in life is to live a life without a purpose and I pray today I'm praying today. Lord, I pray that everybody who is watching us right now on Sunday morning, I pray, Father, before the end of this message, we will capture a purpose for our existence. We will capture a vision for our life. And, Father, we understand to decode the why behind the what I am doing and the where I am in in my life. And it's a simple question that oftentimes we need to ask ourselves, our family, our children why the big why in our life. Now, when you understand the why, it propels your what, it helps you with your where. And this is the simplest thing that you have to understand for where you are at right now. Ask this question why. And why, the big why. And we have to understand, find your why. Let, let me bring your attention to us. Take your attention to today. I'm going to read some scriptures and I want you to follow through. Or you can write it down. Acts chapter 13 verse 36. Acts chapter 13 verse 36 says, Now when David had served God's purpose in his own generation, he fell asleep. He was buried with his ancestors and his body Decayed. Well, the last part of that is gross, but, but that's what happens with everybody, right? Now, when David, listen to the word, how it goes. When our David had served God's purpose in his own I am praying honestly when I was reading through this scripture and today and this week when I was meditating and and, and when, when this word hit me I'm like God please my only desire is to see Lord that I stand up in my generation. Father God, for generation to generation, I pray, Father, that when people see the ministry of this pastor, they will see, Father, that he stood up for God's word to be a light, to be a beacon of hope, to be a ray of life in a dark environment. I pray that every single one of you guys who's listening to me right now, right here, I pray that you will live to the purpose of God in your generation. And as we are all talking, no matter how old you are, but you could be 85 years old and you could say, you know what, I have still the strength that Caleb would say, give me that mountain and I'll take it down. Or you could be a young Timothy standing up for the word of God and you would say, you know what, no matter whosoever comes against me to accuse, but I know that I will stand up for what is right in my generation. Listen, y'all, this is is such a beautiful scripture that the the book of Acts, uh, Dr. Luke, who is a writer of Acts, is writing, penning this down. And even after 2,000 years, this word comes as a word of hope and restoration and something that we could understand, the big why. Know your why. Find your why. David found his why. Listen, Acts chapter 13, verse 30, uh, 13, verse 36. Now when David had served God's purpose in his own generation, he fell asleep. It's another way of saying that David died. He passed away. And it's say that he was buried with his ancestors and his body de- delayed uh, decayed. But, but before uh, uh, we get into the last part, the first part of it is where I want to stand for a few minutes here. David had served God's purpose. One of the things that you have to understand when you know or when you are finding your why is the first thing is your purpose isn't for you. Your purpose is God's purpose. Now I, I hear a lot of people say, you know what, find your purpose, find your why. Why? find the things you want to do. And oftentimes, we're living in a world today where we are doing things to satisfy us. We are doing certain things. We are wearing certain things. We talk, we watch. Everything that we do today in a world that is filled with consumers is that we are doing things to satisfy us. Hallelujah, are you with me? I hope I have not lost you in that in that place here. We do things to satisfy us. The food that we eat, the restaurants that we go, and even at the time that the church services that we go, we don't want to be in a church where it is two hours and, we know, of praise and worship. It should be quick in and get out, right? It should be, everything should be. So we are living in a fast-paced world and society where everything should be things that satisfy me. That's why you don't like the pastor or the preacher who will talk to you about the sinful life. That's why you will hate anybody who will tell you, brother, you're wrong. And you don't want to be in their presence at all. But if they don't talk about all of these things, you're so happy about that. Listen, y'all, something that we have to understand in our life is we don't live our purpose. You don't have to chase your purpose. But in David's scripture, you see here, it's a beautiful way of saying, David had served God's purpose in his generation. I hope I'm making sense to everybody listening to me. He was serving God's purpose. Are you serving God's purpose? Hallelujah. Are we are you serving brother, sister, listening to me? Dad, mom, i your young kids listening around. Are you serving God's purpose? Purpose. We preach about David. We talk about how David took dying, took 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 down the giant Goliath. But hey, listen, the word helped us to understand here. He served God, served God's purpose. Are we? Listen, your purpose isn't for you. Now, if there are things that we have constantly done uh, uh, and we've been doing just to help ourselves and our material world, our mind, our you know, to trigger our emotions and make us happy, and the things and the places we go, and these are things that keep us happy all the time, you are wrong somewhere. Our world. You know, your world, our world shouldn't revolve around ourselves, but our world should revolve around the creator of the universe. Bible helps us to understand, you know, on his palms, he holds the world together. Let us revolve around the purpose that God has for us. Your purpose isn't for you. Your purpose is God's purpose. Your purpose is and should always be God's purpose. Psalm 57 verse 2 say, I cry out to God. It's another Davidic scripture here. I cry out to God, the most high, to God who will fulfill his purpose for me. Listen, when you read through the scripture here, you have to understand that David is actually running from Saul. He's running away from Saul. He's, he's saving his life. Saul is after him. Saul is filled with jealousy and he wants to kill David. And David is running. Even when David is actually running for his life from Saul, he's penning this down and helping us understand today in our generation, even after 3,000 plus years, Lord, I cry to God, the Most High, to God who will fulfill his purpose for you. Even when I am in the midst of decaying environment, even in the midst of uh, me losing a job or, or 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 family member or something that is a, a very tra- a, a, a tragedy that has uh, occurred in my life, I'm still holding on to the Lord. I will know your purpose in my life. David is running for his life. He's, he's at the lowest of his life, but still he brings out this word of affirmation for us to ponder and for us to follow through. And he says, I cry to God, the Lord, you will fulfill your purpose in me. I know I'm running away. I look like a coward. I'm running away from my enemy. I'm running away from the strong person, Lord. I look like a weak and and I'm very weak and I'm a nomad here. I don't have a place to hide. I don't have a place to go. But one thing that I know, Lord, even in the midst of my weaknesses and my pain and shame, I want your name and your will and your purpose to be revealed in my life. That I live my life according to your purpose. That I live my life according to the purpose that you have for me. And that's very important. Listen, David wasn't trying to find his purpose, but he was trying to fulfill God's purpose. I love that. He's not trying to, you know what, you know, um, I have a bucket list and I'm going to fulfill all of my, before I die, before I kick my bucket, you know, I'm going to fulfill all the desires of my life. Before I finish all of this, I'm going to just finish off with the bucket list that I have. We all do that. We have a list that we have to accomplish and to fulfill and having priorities in life, scheduling things in your life is good. But even when you do that, listen, are we doing it from the sense and a heart and the pursuit of following God? Or are we just doing it to fulfill our needs, our desires? Not all of our desires are good desires. And if our desire does not and does not root from the word of God, these desires just satisfy the carnal man. These desires just satisfy the human mind. And oftentimes when I see and read through God's word, there are people who did things for themselves, their desires, and end of the line, they've all been led to greater sinful doors. I pray that we will stop doing things that just satisfies us because you're not pursuing yourself as a child of God. your pursuit should be on things above. First thing, David wasn't trying. David wasn't trying to find his purpose, but to fulfill God's purpose. Second thing that I want to mention there is, quit chasing your purpose. Quit chasing your purpose, but start following God's pursuit in your life. Third thing that I want to mention here is that we're all created for heaven. Listen, we're all created for heaven, but we are living, pleasing the world. We're all created for the heaven. We know that as a, as a child of God, as, as God's children, we are created for things above. We are created, we are, we are citizens of our country, but we are also citizens of his kingdom. We are created for heaven, but we are living in this world. Do not be a world pleaser. But when you try pleasing world, you're, you're taking yourself, derailing yourself from the purpose that God has for you. The second point that I want to mention here is you don't find your purpose, but you serve God's purpose. Listen, the first thing that I mentioned here was your purpose isn't yours. Your purpose is God's purpose. Second thing, you don't find your purpose, but you serve God's purpose. You serve God's purpose. And that's what you see when we read through Acts chapter 13 verse 36. You know, David served God's purpose in his life, in his generation. No matter where you put David, no matter where you put David, you will always see him serving. He's serving. He's not waiting for his 100,000 followers on Instagram. Verified account. He's not seeing himself on a projected uh, portfolio. But he is serving God. Serving the purposes of God. Even when nobody's around him. And we know from the story. When actually Samuel goes to anoint the next king of Israel. You don't even see. You don't even see David there. You know Jesse brought out all his sons and forgot David. You know, Jesse is like, you know, my first son, he's like, you know, on ACT, he's like 100. He's like top on the score. This is my second son. He is a soldier. He's made for the kingdom. My third son, he is so good communicator. But you forgot David. And you know what? Something about God just, just, just encourages me here is, God oftentimes chooses people who are not seen And not wanted to be in the limelight. But they are building the light of God in their life. Even when nobody sees them. There are people we see oftentimes in our generation today. Who would preach only if they have a spotlight. They want to be in the spotlight. But listen. When the spotlight is taken out from your life. I pray that the light of his glory will still be illuminating your life in the dark world. You're not going to be in the spotlight all the time, my friend. But what you nurture, what you practice when you are in the darkest, lonely roads of your life is what is going to take you farther in your life. Even when you don't see the spotlight. And David's story reminds me of that. In the jungle, nobody's around him. But God puts him in a place and he's serving. What is he doing? Taking care of his flock. Taking care of his, his dad's sheep. And what are we doing today? We are waiting for the approval of man. We are waiting for people to celebrate us. We are waiting for people to come around us and applaud us all the time. But brother, sister, sometimes you got to serve God's people in the sheep pen, in the jungle when nobody is seeing you. Have we missed out that point here? When nobody is seeing us and that's why I want to bring your attention to us. Your purpose in life is that you don't find Your purpose, you find and you serve God's purpose. You serve God's purpose. You serve God's purpose. And that's why you have to know, what is God wanting me to do in this day and age? In the midst of a worldwide pandemic, in the midst of a political situation, that our nation is seeing in the midst of everything that is going not the way i plan and i schedule not the way in my neighbor plan his schedule but what is god wanting me to do ask this question to yourself i hope i'm making sense here my friend ask this question what is god wanting you to do You got married, now you have a child, and I'm like just living a good Christian family. You can celebrate about that. But if you don't know the purpose of your life, you're ruining your family's life. Know your purpose first. There are times when people want to find out the purpose of their partner, but I always tell them, you know, find your purpose first. Before you find your partner's purpose, find your wife first. Find why you are here first. And before you know your partner, find yourself. Find yourself. And that's what happens in a lot of our marriages today. Two people come together, they have no clue about themselves, but what they are trying to find about the other person. First, you find about yourself, then you try to find about your spouse's life. Right? We have no strong foundation and then we are trying to build a foundation for them. It doesn't work that way. You build a foundation for yourself, then together build a foundation for your family, your purpose. You don't find your purpose. You serve God's purpose. How do you do that, pastor? How do you do that? Psalm 78, verse 70 and 71 from the NLT translation. This is how it goes. He chose his servant David, calling him from the sheep Pens. Oh, I love it. He's not calling David from the uh, uh, the throne of Saul, from the lineage of Saul, or he's not calling David from the high educator class. No, Bible us to understand, he's calling David from the sheep pens. The next king of Israel, he's going to anoint as the next leader in of Israel, but where does he? Where does he see uh, David at this time in the sheep pen? What is he doing? Serving? It doesn't look good. It's smelly. It is not as flowery and 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 beautiful as it should be. I want to be there, but you will get there if you serve faithfully here. Where are you right now? I want to be a pastor. No, he doesn't stand and start in the pulpit. It starts where nobody sees you. It starts where nobody even recognizes you at all. Have you been faithful in the sheep pen? He will take you to the palace. But if you're not faithful there, my friend, the journey to the palace belongs to people who are faithful there. Are you faithful? In the serving to God, are you waiting for a title, a position? No, just serve. His purpose... Wherever God has placed you in your life, Ningle Akirik in the Stalata, the order, Naveat in Jolly Chayan, Tayarai Kayan, Sahoda, Sahodi Chalpum, Tarche Larikum, Kuriel Arikum, Arium Karata Sameter, Ningle, Devatrim, the Adwanikid, Sorgam Karnanda, Taka Samet, Avrin Ningle, Uyertum, Taka Sameter, Kondu and the Salta Devam, Ningle, Konduan Nirikum, Orikaratum, Devam, Marnapoitilla, Wishwasta the order, Arium Karata Samangale, Ningle Archamur he honors your serving when nobody sees you in the ship, he honors that he honors that i am thankful for a team a group of people that i am blessed with to call them brothers, to call them family within our church here in Dallas. I am thankful. Even when nobody sees, nobody appreciates, nobody applauds, they're still working. Why? Because they want to have, they have one dream to our work, through our ministry. We want to see that hell is nervous and the kingdom of God is advancing in my city. And I pray a group of people will arise from our churches around the nation, around the world. No, matter where you are, be faithful. Even when nobody is seeing you, God will lift you up at the right time. From the mighty clay, he picked me up, put me on the rocks to stay. When he puts me on the rock to stay, that is my foundation that I belong. It is God, the rock of ages. Number two that I mentioned here was, you don't find your purpose, but you serve God's purpose. And Psalm 78, verse 70. He chose his servant David, calling him from the sheep pens. 71. He took David from tending the lambs and made him the shepherd of Jacob's descendants, God's own people. I love it. In in the way that it is mentioned here. Now listen. David was not building his resume. David was not uh, trying to get a big break. By uh, uh, a very progressive uh, viral TikTok video. No. He was just faithful. Serving as he was doing. And he was just wanting to serve. And he was just doing what God called him to do. At that time and age. He was not trying to override. He was not trying to get ahead in the game. No. He was just faithful. God saw his faithfulness and I am praying today, he is seeing somebody's faithfulness out in the lens right now. On the other side of this camera, whoever it is, on the other side of this camera, watching on the TV screen or your iPad or your phone, brother, sister, uncle, auntie, wherever you are, I <laughs> Only he can, take, he can take me from the pit to the palace and nobody, nobody else. Listen, David was asking and seeking for a position. He was serving a purpose. And a lot of us we' are trying to we're, we're trying to seek for a position. No, we don't need. I read a book a couple of years ago, and it, it, this is how it goes: Lead without a title. I pray that a lot of people in our generation would will start leading without a title. I'm not waiting for my title. You know how many times people get offended when we make a flyer and you don't put them, Reverend Doctor, so and so. They get offended. And a couple of years ago, we we for for a church conference, you know, we made a poster and and we just put a pastor, so and so. The man got so offended that he was not Reverend Doctor, so and so. There are a lot of people that I know. You want your your titles to be out there. We're waiting for a title. We're waiting for a position. We're waiting for people to, uh, can I tell you, don't wait for people to appreciate all the work you do all the time. There are times and moments people will not, but heaven does not leave you unrewarded. He rewards you. Wait for the appreciation of heaven. Don't worry about people, my friend, young leader, pastor, my brother, sister. Work hard for the kingdom of God, and God will reward you. Theiva thinnu vendi, theiva thinni aali thinnu vendi, theiva thinni mandi thinnu vendi, theiva thinni rajithnu vendi. Odu kuduma ninnu vela chiyumbo. Avantha talamora, talamora. Theiva manigra ichirikum. Tumhare samta thi, aashish prab karegi. Yadi dum parmeshwar ke liye khada rahooge. If you stand for the word of God, if you stand to establish God's house, he will never leave you. He will never leave you. That's my testimony. That's my family's testimony. We were thrown out of from our family for accepting Christ. Everybody rejected no ties with our family. My vacation was always complete you know talking to my parents the other day. My vacation was always fasting praise within the church because I had no cousins to go to, I had no place to go celebrate my vacation, but it was all fasting praise. I'm thankful that I got an environment within my church family when everybody else just left us to be ourselves. But even in those moments, I saw how sacrificially my parents served the Lord, and whatever I have today is just His blessing. It is just His blessing. Serve God. Be faithful, even when you don't see it, even when nobody sees it. Serve God. Serve God. Serve God. Number, you know, The biggest thing that I want to mention here is David wasn't seeking for a position. Are you seeking for a position? Are you fighting for a position? We see a lot of church splits because they fight for position. We see a lot of uh, uh, groups in around our world today. They fight for, they are breaking God's heart. If God has seen you in that place, he will bring you. No matter whosoever fight against that, he will bring you. Don't fight for it though. Don't fight for it, brother. I, I I think I'm making sense here. I mean, look, I'm, I'm stepping on some toes right now, but it's all for good. I'm in your living room talking to you right now, but I pray you will take the word of God. Don't hate me. I am the messenger, but love me because I'm trying to help somebody understand. This afternoon as I was, I was meditating in the presence of God and God just asked me, Justin, don't try running for positions. No, I don't want to do it. Lord, if I have done it anywhere, I'm sorry. But I'm also praying for everybody. Don't run. Don't fight for positions. He will bring you up. What belongs to you is yours. Your name is written on it and God will never take it out. But don't fight for it. Let's just go quickly into the next thing. The 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 the, the, you know when God when God called when God saw David he was not the big the the uh, valiant you know warrior verified Instagram handler you know he didn't have all those accolades to mention about himself but he was just faithful to God. How do I serve God's purpose? Now you might be like, Pastor, it's all good. I love the scripture from, what are you talking about from David? And I love all that portion. But Pastor, how do I go from here? Like, what do we do? I want to serve God in our generation. I want to serve God by serving his purpose. But how do I do it? How do I do it? Mark chapter 10 verse 45 says, For even the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve. What's your mindset today? What's our mindset today? Are we here that people will celebrate us? Are we here that somewhere in our mind today, are we here just for the views? Are we here just for how many people turned into my, tuned into my message? How many people celebrated me? Brothers, you say, it's not about us. Even the son of man, who is that? Jesus himself. Even the son of man appeared that he might serve and not to be served. I love it. Jesus himself came to serve people. How do you serve? How do you know God's purpose for your life? Number one, if you want to serve God's purpose, start serving God's people. Let that sink in for a while. I'm going to pause for a second here. So that you you digest what you just heard. You just understand. You know what? If you want to serve God's purpose, start serving God's people. There is nothing in this whole wide world that God loves than his people. For God so loved the world that he gave his only one and only son. He did not keep his son for himself. We know parents here, we love our children. We don't want any harm, any danger come near our children. We protect them, we guide them, we, we guard them. But for God, because he loved the world, he gave his only son so that the world will not perish. For those who believe in him shall have eternal, everlasting life of joy and abundant grace in God Almighty. Why? Because he loved God. He loved people. Listen, that's why. If you want to serve, brother, sister, you're listening to me and you're like, Pastor, I want to serve God's purpose. You do it by you serving God's people. You serve God's people. Where did God find David? In the sheep pen, taking care of God's sheep. Where do you, how do you find the purpose of God in your life? Taking care of God's sheep. Taking care of God's people. How do we do that, my friend? You love them. They are not the cleanest. The sheep is not the cleanest. They can attack you. They can hit you. They are smelly. They may not say the nicest thing all the time. I was meditating from this word. You know, it's it's actually benefiting me, I think, more than anybody else right now. So I'm like, God, thank you for opening my eyes because the sheep is not the cleanest. They can be clean only if they come closer to the shepherd. And that's my word to to everybody listening to me. Be closer to your shepherd. And God has appointed me as a shepherd of this house and there are various ministries that that I oversee and get to see oversee in different places man there are a lot of people that get in touch with us through our online media. but I always tell every single one of you guys who's watching us online too, if you are not in Dallas, if you don't have a home church, you need to find a home church in your place. You need to be under a constant guidance of your house's shepherd. Yes, everybody talks about God. Jesus is the chief shepherd. I understand. Jesus is the chief shepherd, but there is a shepherd God has placed you under. Your life is clean, your life is good, as long as you are closer to your shepherd. How close are you to your shepherd? I'm asking to every single one of you guys listening to me, how close are you to your shepherd? I don't want to create a platform here where thousands are watching me but thousands are not under my shepherding because only God God's ministry can be made fruitful only when people are under the shepherding ministry under a shepherd and that's why you see it for even the uh, let me just go back to Mark chapter 10 verse 20, 45 for even the son of man didn't come to 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 serve but uh, sorry uh, didn't come to be served but to to serve Now, if Jesus made himself available for people, but if people did not want to come to him, then who are at the loss? Are you with me? I hope I'm making sense. Jesus made himself available. The disciples, the leaders made himself available. The pastors made themselves available. But as, as the sheep won't come closer to the shepherd, who are at the loss? Let's listen here. How do you you understand God's purpose for you? How do I, if you have that question, you do it by serving God's people, no matter how they are. They could be not clean. They might be in messy places. Their relationship might be smelly and, and, and it sucks being there, being around them. But brother, sister, you're called to serve. One of the first and foremost thing that you have to do in serving is serving with your naked eyes closed. You just love them. No matter how messy it might look like, you just love them. Show God's grace through your life, through your words. In a world that is divided through political chaos everywhere, why can't we love each other? Why can't we stand up and say, you know what? I know you could believe in the donkey or the elephant, but I believe in the Lamb of God, the one who has shed his blood for everybody, no matter on what platform, what aisle you sit for the political chaos. But I am here to serve but I, because I believe that God has sent me to love. Love God's way. I, I pray that the church will arise. That the church will no longer stand for divisions and continue to divide. You don't fit in this class. You don't believe in what I believe in. I am the most, we are the most hypocrite people living right now on a Sunday morning. Listen y'all, for us to understand and live to God's purpose is by serving God's people. And his people are broken. His people, his people, his people, and Bible says Jesus looked at the people and say he wept. Because they look like a sheep with no shepherd. I'm praying, friends, I'm praying, wherever you are in your school, college, your workspace, there are people who are hurting and they're broken. They're broken. A couple of months ago, I walked outside my neighborhood and when I walked outside, I saw my, my neighbor, an older ambitie, she, she was literally crying. and she was, I, I just approached her when, when I talked to her and she stays all by herself. And she said that her son uh, tried to end his life and they're rushing him to the hospital she was broken she was broken nobody around her only one son nobody else around her there are so many people you may come across a lot of stories in your in your in your workspace wherever God has placed you God has intentionally placed you to become the light of his grace in your generation will you live for your own purposes or will you live to serve God's purpose? He's looking into the world and saying that a harvest is, what's the word? Plentiful, put it on the chat right now. Harvest is plentiful. But you have to also put on the chat, Lord, send me. Send me, Lord. Put on the chat right now if you believe with me, send me, Lord. Send me, Lord. I am here to serve your purpose, not to serve my purpose, not to make my name big. Some of you are here, you want to start a business. I prophesy, start a business to serve people. When you serve people in God's way, when you start serving people, God will definitely bless it. It might be one person that you want to serve. You want to buy groceries to just one person. You want to just help in education for one person. And that one person, one person's life is blessed by you. Can I tell you, it's just a domino effect. And I pray that one person will affect more people down the line. How did it happen? One person decided I'm gonna serve God's purpose in my generation, not my purpose, not that I need to have a throne, not that I need to have something big and colorful, not that I need to have 100,000 followers, but I'm praying that it's not about me. Lord, I'm praying. Billy Graham's prayer is always in my heart. Lord, I don't want any fame, but one thing I desire is to make you famous, Jesus. To make you famous, Jesus. And through my life, and I pray the ministry of our church, I pray, Lord, it's not that Zion Church should stand out and stand out in front of everybody. No, Lord, but Jesus should stand out. Jesus should be glorified. It is the famous or fame of Jesus that should be risen in this atmosphere here. Our worship services, our message, our preaching, our weekend services, children ministry, our spark group, and everything that we do, Father, with the finances we get, Father, we just want to glorify you. Make you famous here. Nothing else. Listen. You aren't called to seek a platform, power, or position. You are called to serve God's people. You are called to serve God's people. This season in our life. November. We are always in the middle of November. Two more weeks. And this week we are celebrating our Thanksgiving. What an... What an opportunity to to celebrate Thanksgiving, but also at the same time that we have a lot of limitations and restrictions that we can't gather everybody in our houses like we used to do it, and you might be watching from up north uh, from the U.S. or wherever, there's a curfew, and there's a lot of strict law and order where you cannot gather everybody together. But listen, it's okay. This year, you may not be able to gather everybody in your house, but you can gather yourself together your broken, messed up pieces together. Sit down and understand and see how far God has brought you this year. How far His mercy, His grace has brought us this year. Sit down, thank God, remember all the good things He has done in our life and understand it is just the grace of God in our life and nothing else. Listen, serve His purpose. You are not called to seek a platform, not called to seek power or position, but you are called to serve God's people. If there's one thing that you take away today is to know your why, is to serve God's people. In marriage, serve one another. In family, serve one another. Children, serve your parents, serve one another. Our, our world will be a different state if we only learned how to serve. You know what? I love when Jesus. He took the cloth. He started serving, washing the feet of his disciples. He took he took the cloth that was lying, and he said, "You know what? The first thing I want to show my disciples to serve is to wash the dirt off, the probably the dirtiest pl- uh, uh, a place in a, in the human body after they walked." all these places. And he said, you know what? I want to clean you up. I want to clean you up. He's not looking for a position to be celebrated and worship. He said, you know what? The first thing, a disciple, a leader, a pastor, anybody who operates in any position in your company, school, wherever God has placed you, serve one another. Might be to just take your cloth that you have, wipe off the dust. Clean them up. But here we are, ready to throw mud on each other, ready to destroy somebody. Listen, y'all, we got it wrong. But today, let's change our practice. Lord, I want to serve you by serving your purpose. God's purpose for the world is to see a world with healing, a world with peace and joy. You are the agents, the ambassadors to carry out God's word. Don't let the devil rob of your why this season. As we are pondering and understanding on that, don't let the, the devil, this entire season the Lord has been, uh, uh, or the devil has been robbing of your why's why, I exist why, I do this. But don't let the devil take control of your life any longer. You take it back. Don't let him rob of your why. And this is how it goes. The most uh, a joyful moment in our life is to serve one another. I've seen a lot of people celebrating the occasion when they get an opportunity to serve one another. And I think that should be something that a Christian, a child of God should do. And if there's anybody listening to me, you're not, a, you're not God's, you, 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 you're in the technical Christian term, God's child because I'm not a Christian. No, brother. If you accept Christ as your personal savior. Sister, if you accept Christ as your personal savior, you're God's child. And God has called us today to serve one another to serve each other. And serving one another, it's not just an assignment of the future, but it is something that we do faithfully today. Faithfully today to serve him. And the, the fi- final thing that I wanna mention here, and before that, I'm, uh, I'm gonna pray and conclude. Uh, uh, the final thing I just wanna mention here is, some of us are waiting for uh, tomorrow to come. That God, you know what? I'm gonna do it tomorrow. I'm gonna do it. We postpone it. What you do right now is what you have accomplished. You have the opportunity all around you. Look around you. A world that is hurting and broken, start doing it today. If you wait for tomorrow, somebody said it right, your tomorrow never comes. And some of us, we have made decisions in our life, but we are waiting for that tomorrow. But hey friend, your tomorrow is still farther away. It will never come to you. If you made a decision to serve, just go do it. It could be bringing smile in somebody's face, but when you do that, can I help you understand? you're bringing smile in the face of the Father that have called you because you're not serving your purpose. you' are serving His purpose on the world that He has put you. Our world needs Jesus today. How do we say, How do we share the love of Jesus through your work? What can you do today? It could be a bag of groceries to somebody, but that will bring the smile on God's face because he chose you and he gave you what you needed to serve people with. Listen, that is our why today. Taking care of the sheep, bringing snacks to our brothers. And you know the story how it goes. David brought, brought the snacks to his brothers. The, last week I was preaching about He brought the, the grilled uh, cheese sandwich to for his brothers. And from there he went on to Take down the Goliath. And you see, David was not serving his own purpose, but he was serving God's purpose, bringing the the, the the needed essentials for his brothers, for his people, for his family to survive. What are you willing to do today? Now, in the scriptures you see and you read that David was found as a man after God's own heart, even after he committed all the atrocities, even after he, he slept with the woman and murdered his, her husband. He, he, he did all the nasty things. But still God called him a man who, who served me in, my, in, in his generation. Served my purpose. We will have flaws in our life. But listen and look into what God can do through your life today. Where you are situated. And I want to take you back into that portion here. You don't find your purpose. But you serve God's purpose. Now listen. If you want to serve God's purpose. You do it by serving and loving God's people. Today I'm asking this question to everybody listening to me. Are you willing to love your neighbor? Are you willing to love the people God has placed around you? And I pray in Jesus' name today that the decision you're making, devil will no longer rob you. Devil will no longer rob you. Devil will no longer rob you. And I'm gonna pray with you. Father God, I thank you for the congregation that we have. Father, I pray your grace over their life. And I pray, God, that in every aspect of their life, there will be a group of people that are willing to take care of your sheep. Father God it'd be a group of people that are willing to father to, 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 to practice and, and to serve your purpose in the world that we live in I pray God every single one of us that that is tuned into our service today or even they watch the the uh, the, uh, the, the tape or the recording on podcasts or YouTube I pray your blessings over their life thank you for what you're about to do the decisions people are making I pray God that God you will honor them You will honor people, O Lord. Thank you. And in Jesus' name we pray. And everybody shout an amen with me. Now may the Lord bless you. May he keep you. May he smile over your life. And in everything that you are and where you are, I pray that you will continue to serve God's purpose In your generation. Thank you church family for joining us from all over wherever you are. Thank you for inviting friends and families to join the service. And I pray that every week as we continue to do this. The Lord will continue to bless you. Enrich you. Enlarge your territories. Also know this week uh, we're all celebrating Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving to everybody. May the Lord be on your side and continue to lead you. Some of you guys were asking me about... uh, Uh, church services and uh, uh, very soon Sean is going to come up and he's going to do the announcements but uh, for the next week uh, we'll be doing our online services so tune in on our online platform at 10 a.m central time but um, uh, 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 December 6th we plan on opening our church service for everybody to come together and to worship God once again so may the Lord bless you may he bless you and prosper you and keep you God bless you amen